What's going on, y'all? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? We are on the road to WrestleMania, and I'm ready. Are you ready, sir? Oh, I'm. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things on this roads to WrestleMania. Absolutely. You know can I, mean? I can I just say something that just really I got I got a couple things. But one thing that really just got like legit made me mad on Twitter, which is not hard to do on Twitter. Someone said, all right, so obviously we're approaching LeBron James is about to pass Kareem's record um, for most points scored ever in career history. Like he's, he's about to make history. Mm-hmm. He plays the uh, LeBron plays as recording this LeBron LeBron plays the Knicks tonight. One of these aggregating accounts said LeBron James is 117 points away from passing Kareem's record. Will he score that on the Knicks tonight? And I was like, in what <laughs> world? I was like, I'm so offended that you would even think that he would score 117 points on the Knicks. Was that Hoops News or whatever? That's Hoops News. Come on. <laughs> RSPN dead. You know, I had <laughs> RSPN gone. <laughs> Ball can't lie. <laughs> Ball can't lie. A little hoops and hoops and bruise. You know what I'm saying? Um, Twitter, I feel like has gotten more like out of control with the stupid ass takes since Elon was not going to ban you for him. Yeah, no, like, I mean it's a we're we're doing a lot. I mean, I just think yeah, Twitter. One of the reasons why I always felt like long form writing like reviews of music and stuff died it's because everyone has an opinion on twitter and they release it 20 minutes after whatever the fuck came out you know yeah so there's no country for it unless you're really really good unless you're one like i will still read a uh and i know there are friends i will still read a michael peters and justin charity album review you know oh so few um, clean, you know yeah yeah now they got a podcast. <laughs> Sound <Okay>. only. <laughs> there needs to be. We need to do like a, uh, like a, a team up. Of sounding. I they agree. Never have, they never have like guests on that show, which is crazy to me. Like I don't know. You know I, why? I feel like they're on the same schedule as us. It's with <laughs> they uh, record. <laughs> they recorded a very specific time. <laughs> I think Micah. Uh, I think Micah lives here and mm-hmm. this motherfucker charity is all over the all over the world with it actually he put out a um he put out a, a story about online video games and i um i connected him with some people at my job and it was a really good story if you haven't seen it yet he put it out like a week ago it's called like the um how online gaming conquered video games i believe mm. and um it's really good it's, it's actually really good we need to do a team up why the hell not it, 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 charity you Stop listen to this. Stop acting funny, nigga. Yeah, and uh, Micah can come too. He's a. I'm. I'm not sure if he watches Eddie wrestling. He doesn't talk about it at all. But at this point, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um. Second thing. Yesterday, I visited my old job. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? Like gone visit uh, your old job? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> we aren't allowed back in. Um. <laughs> I did it, and I felt great. (laughs) 
<laughs> you only went. That's that's like you going there to spin the block. It's like or your old high school like uh, class. I told them I wasn't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Oh, I thought you came in to say that you were going to come back." I was like, "I'm not coming back." <laughs> Why would you come in to say that? Like that's such a weird, that's a weird thing that, to even say to someone who opened- they love me. Well, yeah, they love you, but they know that you didn't love them or that the job, you know? Absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. So I walked in because um, I was up and I met someone for lunch yesterday since I had a day off and I was in the area. So I said, decided to go because I didn't actually, I didn't see my boss when I left the job because the week I left, she had COVID. So she wasn't even in. So I'd never got to see her. So just say hi and all the other stuff like that. But it was nice walking in no commitments i wasn't there was no trauma that unveiled itself um people were like are you happy i said absolutely <laughs> happy you. and they were like oh where can i view all your writing i was like here you can and there you can and if you can find it but everyone's old so when i tell them where i work they don't really get it um you just love that that you like that you can't tell your parents or like certain people what you do and then like a visceral reaction to it and say it's cool. Yeah. They were like, oh, what's that? Uh, <laughs> my The AVP of our apartment is like, is that like a local publication? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like, it, you, I, I feel as though if you said, I wear the, Dis- the the Mickey suit at Disneyland, you have a bigger reaction than that. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, so true. It would care yes. more that. I walked in and I felt like the man. I felt like I was the man. Um, a lot of the stuff that I was doing um, when I left there still isn't finished, but some of it is finished. So I got to like, if anyone don't want to know what my job was before, I'll let you, I get, there's like pictures of like various construction things that are now finished and it looks beautiful and stuff that I was working on. So it's nice to come back and see like the stuff that you were working on is finished, but the majority isn't finished because yeah stuff and, and time and construction and all this other stuff but um it was nice for those like two hours i was there and then i left <laughs> like, no i'm never coming back again it's good, um, it's, good, it's good to have that clarity you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm right i'm right now like going through so much at work and trying to trying to be i guess like a measured and fair partner to my coworkers, but also like dealing with a bunch of fuck shit. Like wherever you work at, bro, don't let nobody like get you off your pivot. But also don't let anybody disrespect you. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like I'm going through some shit where it's like, bro, like you feel disrespected. And it's just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not allowing this shit. I gotta bang on them. You know what I mean? Like Mills knows what I'm talking about, but I I'm still kind of tilted this morning. Off of something that happened yesterday, and hopefully I'll be able to talk about it soon, or, or or say something like in in because it's it's ongoing, but it's like wherever you at, like it's tough. And, and again, when you're in corporate, it's tough being the only the only black person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just hard. It's hard as hell, and I'm the only black person. You know what I'm saying on my team. So like there comes a lot of. There comes a lot where it's like you. Whenever you see something, you got to nip it in the bud. You got to check it immediately. Yeah. No, this is, this is not what's happening. <laughs> like at all, bro. So like, 
it's, it's definitely one of those situations this week that that's absolutely sure. oh, well you know i pray for the best for you and for everybody else i hope everyone else is having a great week we're at the end of january we're heading into february black history month you know the big january the big forever january took forever to end yeah actually yeah i'll say that I'll say that. Oh, you know what I'm also doing? And I'll say that you helped inspire this too by seeing you. I've been on this tour, right? So for like the last three years due to COVID, I feel like I've trapped myself away from society and just general with people in general. So I'm on this tour to like hang out with all my friends again. (laughs) People I haven't seen since before COVID, maybe the first year of COVID, stuff like that. Because like, now that I'm inside, I mean, I'm I'm an inside person anyway, and it's winter, so that's extra insidey for me. But, but y'all winter not really winter this year. No, it's not. It's it's fucking amazing. I had my coat open earlier uh, yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was like 54 degrees. I was like, this is January. This is the January that I need. Um, but I want to be able to enjoy the people who I love and who love me and be able to hang out with them and have conversations with them again. So I'm on my friendship tour. Um, There's lots of people who are scheduled. I got to schedule stop on it. I got to find more restaurants and more things to do (laughs) or else I'll be doubling up and spinning the block on various different things. Hey man, Um, just uh, go to FUMO every day, man. Hey, I went to FUMO yesterday because it's right across the street from my old job. See, you bastards. You know, oh, so here's what I was also thinking during this entire, like, catch-up process, right? So I have these wireless mics, and I was like, yo, I should record a podcast with everyone I hang out with. Like on some 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 humans in NY type shit. Yeah, and just, like, sit down. We catching up. You know, of course, we, we have some stuff we're going to talk off mic and stuff like that. But just, like, we get to sit down in the restaurant. I'm mic'd up. You mic'd up. We mic'd up. And we just shoot the shit for maybe like 20, 25 minutes until our food comes. You get some varied conversations that way, too. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think um, people want to hear that. Okay. If you, if you guys want to hear that, let me know. Because uh, I'm down to do it. And uh, I don't know who the first episode will be. It'll probably be Carlos or some shit like that. Um, but I'm down to do it. We should have done this. We had a whole A-show episode from <laughs> Oh, we did over Chinese food, and you know, we said a lot. We talked about a yeah. lot. It was, it was candid, but it was also like not that the show was forced, but it was also like we were we were able to be in our element and really finally get down and talk about wrestling like together. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. Restaurant wasn't Never too done. crowded. It wasn't too loud. It was very. Yeah. It was a white couple two seats away from us. It was probably like, oh my god, these niggas. They can be civilized. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, hood boogers. Um, civilized. Wow, I didn't, didn't know. Um, I let's let's not even bury the lead anymore. We got a we got a lengthy show today because we got to talk about a lot. We gotta we gotta talk about a lot before we talk about a lot though. Got to give congratulations as we do every year. This is our fifth year of doing the Royal Rumble pool, the A Show Royal Rumble pool, and we have two more sets of winners this year. Got to give a congratulations to. Possibly one of the banes of your existence, Sid Jones. Um, who, who knew Cody would betray you in this way, right? Um, okay, Cody. 
<laughs> man came out. We could talk about that because I didn't like how he came out number thirty and one. We gotta, we gotta. Why? We gotta dip that into. I don't because I feel like the Cody route is if Cody booked his own Royal Rumble win, he's entering like number three. It was. It, it, it. <laughs> he didn't even get a chance to do any hanging over the ropes and he shit. Did. Except Go- well, he did it with Gunther. No, we, we can no, talk about it. We can. We'll talk about it. Like I, 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 I am tired of this. This narrative that he had no, that he had an easy road to the fucking top. He did not. Anyway, I mean, he made so, it hard for himself. And then we, <laughs> we, and then we have, um, we have on Instagram who is Mike B or on Twitter dope username. Who, longtime supporter. I'm very yeah. happy for him. I'm, I'm excited to have him on the pod. So those are our two Royal Rumble pool winners. Of course, you know. We make stars with the Royal Rumble pool. It's just a history, and 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 the 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 um the I don't know what do you call it? When it's not a curse. Didn't... No, it's not a curse. <laughs> Suffering from success. Oh my God! Listen, the lineage. There we go. The lineage of Royal Rumble winners, and they've become to become. They've gone on to become hims and or hers in their fields and everything like that. It's strong, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll, I'll hit you guys up and find out your guys' availability, and we'll make it work. Yeah, um, it should be a good. Uh, we got we got to get them on like some fun shows, like on the road too. But you know, more often than not, we get them after WrestleMania ends, and they get like a random episode of the show where Raw is terrible. <laughs> yeah, something that comes boring. Um. But that's amazing. Uh, we got so much stuff to cover this episode. How do we want to do Rumble? You want to just go down the line here? It was a big Let's, show. This is a big show. We should. I feel like a lot of people have done very thorough reviews of the show, and we typically don't. But I think this is worth a thorough review. Like this is worth the lengthy um, discussion about the show. And kind of like all the after effects. So I'm down with going through the show uh, kind of as it is. And I'm going to open up Peacock right now. And uh, Have you rewatched the show? Because I, I, I rewatched the end just like 20 minutes ago. Okay, because I, I, strangely enough, rewatched the Men's Rumble twice. And I rewatched the main event about four times over the past oh, few days. Just had it okay. on the background. Just had it on the background. Just so sure. I could analyze it a lot better. <clears throat> um, listen, the men's Royal Rumble for this show is spectacular to me. I, mm. I, I thought that it built three distinct stories with the third act coming down to, okay, this is what you really wanted to see. Let's go blockbuster here. Let's go blockbuster Michael Bay <laughs> movie here, but you had so many stories intertwining from the moment that Gunther comes out, you get Seamus at number two and it's like, Oh, we remember that story. Yes. So you get, you know, Miz come out and it's like, you get the comedy there. Then he's out, you know, in four minutes. Kofi I don't know if you know that. I'm, I'm aware. Okay. If he's injured, he needs to go home. Listen, he's a, he's working hard. He, he some some may say this is more uh uh more heroic than Cody, in some instances. You know who who would say that? Who's saying that? Some some. 
Uh, if you're some, can you please uh, call into the show? No. no. <laughs> what the you fuck? Not judge. Can, can we sidebar? Our A show Discord is one of the funniest shit ever. We had a mock trial. <laughs> it was not mock. It was very real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's worth the price of admission to be there and, and experience what we experienced last week. Um, I because presided, of, because I of video games. <laughs> I presided over it. It was more than video games. It's, it's staying true to who you are and telling the truth. <laughs> it's literally what it is. And I love it. you know what? I've had to become my own kind of Donovan Dijak in the in the Discord. It's in terms of <laughs> serving out hard justice to everyone in there. Because these people need hard justice. Amen. Still worth the price of admission. Great community that we've got here. Shout out to all the Discord folks. Got Shout, out to Armon. Shout out to uh Armon has a new name now. I can't say it. But, no, we can't. Uh, <laughs> It's not a bad. It's not like it's not like we're, pro- we're approaching the week of his, of his uh his sentence is almost up. So I, I thought that someone else's sing- sentence was also up too. There was a bet between we could say we could talk about this one. There was a bet between uh, one of our members, Duggar, who was literally on the show with me a month ago, and another one of our members, and he lost a bet where he would have to be banned from the chat. Well, I can't ban him because he pays to be in there, but like well, he he basically he had to be timed out from the chat for a whole week. And his his sentence is up. I don't know where he is. <laughs> this is having an adverse effect. Um, Duggar, come back. Um, but back to the Royal Rumble. Okay, so back to the Royal Rumble. Um, the men's Royal Rumble, definitely fantastic. Um, highlight moments. First of all, Pat McAfee's back. How did you feel about that little... Uh, the surprise his- was... The surprise was great, and then he started talking, and then I realized that he had either no notes uh, as to what has been going on for the past six months or four months since he's been gone, and um, he just woefully unprepared, going off he's on different vibes. Yeah, he's he on was, vibes. <laughs> it it became very, very clear that he was just. And he kept saying, I haven't watched this in months. And I was just like, that's not really cool to say. You know, like, I, I just, <laughs> I don't really think that's cool to say. I, I don't think, listen, the one thing that I, that I hate about, like, and I'm not saying it's Pat McAfee, but it's like, it reminds me of what certain people do. It's like, when wrestling fans think that they are too cool to watch wrestling. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, it's like. the worst. You yeah, guys know who you are. <laughs> like, I didn't watch that. You know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, you know. It, it's this is corny. This is, yeah. And you have your yeah. little stupid ass things yeah like it's beneath me to watch to 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 well, well not like beneath but it's like it's like man i i started watching it and thank god i don't watch it no more <laughs> yeah that type of shit i was like all right, all right and and that's what pat was given you know what i'm saying and and i i just thought it was kind of weird i was like bro a lot of people have been excited to have you back and you know it would be nice for them to have given you some notes and, and on his show he said that he actually didn't even show up to the venue until 27 minutes before the show actually started and I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> like, that's really dumb. I feel as though if you wanted to play a rib on Cole, you could have did it backstage if that was if that was the case. Or just done it for one match. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and then had him leave. Because throughout the show, I thought I thought he was really egregious during the women's uh, rumble where he was just actively was not talking because he didn't know who any of the women were. Right. Um. He, he literally going through the NXT stuff. Uh, show he was actually on 
at one point for a year and just acting like he didn't know anything there. I thought he was pretty bad during Roman and and, and KO too. And I'm glad that Cole and, and Corey were up to the task and, and they took over there because there was points where Pat was just saying shit and it didn't mean anything. I agree. I agree. He, he um, almost ruined, but I'm glad he was smart enough to know not to ruin some of these moments because yeah. he was just, he, he was just bad the whole night. I'm sorry. And, and the thing is, I like Pat McAfee. A lot of people have been like defending all of this, like how he was acting and stuff like that. I heard people saying, oh, this is, this is a work. Like, this is clearly not a work because Cole lost patience with him several times during the show. He loves him, but you know, that's his like, you know, his problem child, but he loves him nonetheless. Um, Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble. I'll say big points. I love the first half of the Rumble. I love coming out changed the changed the whole vibe. Well, yes, that, yeah, absolutely. I I loved. You know what I loved also, the Banger Bros working together the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it. yeah, and I think especially when we're working this program, obviously they're working with the Viking Raiders. Um, it helps build up. Okay, they have team chemistry and they're committed to the team and they're not going to just, you know, throw each other over the top rope because Royal Rumble is on the line. Um, so they were absolutely committed to working with one another. Um, Kofi missed the spot again. <laughs> Wrap it up. It's over. <laughs> I'm, I feel bad for him. I don't want this to happen. To, like, I don't want this to happen to my man. Brock came out. We got the Brock and Gunther stare down. I'm so mad at me. I'm so probably, I'm mad at this probably not gonna happen. Yeah, to be honest. It's probably not gonna happen. I don't I mean we'll talk about it later. The roads to Bobby and Brock, I just feel like I would really much rather them wrap this up because I, I, I just don't have the I don't have the bandwidth or the 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 care for another Brock and Bobby match. I just don't. I wish it started at the rumble. Kind of similar to the vein of Goldberg versus Brock back in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're able to, obviously, there's a little bit of a short sprint and able to do these kind of things instead of it being drawn out with an Austin Theory feud in the middle of it. But Bobby eliminates Brock from the Rumble as the only person who probably could. And then, well, Bobby gets eliminated by Seth Rollins very <laughs> matter-of-factly. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was no, there was literally no one else at that point that would have made the most sense to do that. Yeah. And, you had to, and I, and I felt as though the one story of this rumble was getting the, the balance of power had to be even and the balance of Absolutely. power had to be, had to be properly evened out by the time you got to number 30. So obviously Absolutely. rock can't be in there for as long as Cody's in there, because then you're setting up something that you're not planning on, on doing it. And then he got heat on him. From not only throwing out a bunch of people, but getting tossed by Bobby. So obviously that storyline continues. And since Seth and Bobby have had their matches already, you could have done that because realistically they already they they've already squashed their issue, and that that won't continue because we've already seen it. Um, I did like the Rey Mysterio Dominic thing. How did Rey get injured on SmackDown? You know, I didn't even catch him like hurting himself on SmackDown. I don't know, but he won <laughs> and looked great doing it. I don't. I didn't catch him get injured. Um at all but him being injured is not good for this uh dominic's uh run that he's currently on yeah because it 
all roads, unless I'm like severely misreading this, all roads would lead to them facing off in, in, in their home state this April, right? Like that's where they're going with it. Yeah. No. It's it's, it's, been, it's been the most, to me, really good, consistent, long-term story that they've done, even with both of these men on two different shows and only meeting for like certain certain instances, like holidays and Survivor Series or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> That's I I've, I've thought that it, it's been good, but hopefully he he manages to at least get eight minutes out of it. And, and I know yeah. he really wants to wrestle his son the same way that LeBron wants to play with his. So hopefully they can make that happen. Um, LeBron ain't playing with that damn boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might. Who knows? He he's a if he looks this good at thirty eight, I'm sure he can make it work. Um, I, I um also love the once again uh, uh Mio's third third rumble. <laughs> this motherfucker returns to. <laughs> I mean, at least if what he didn't overstay his welcome, you know. Oh yeah, no, he, I mean, not at all. He clearly he has a purpose in mind with this return, and 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 everything. And it was clear that Judgment Day was on his mind. He didn't overstay his welcome. He didn't eliminate anyone significant, um, other than I guess Judgment Day or was part of that. But he, uh, it wasn't a grand. This is an edge moment. This is more about we know who it is. Let me step out the way. Yeah, and and, and again, that balance of power changes as well. Judgment Day were in there working together, throwing people out. You know, playing spoiler for a lot of people. Damian Priest had thrown out Montez. You know, they were they were causing issues for everybody. Uh, I think Dominic and Finn eliminated Johnny Gargano. Like that was that was an issue where it was like again the balance of power had to shift again. Edge changed it back, and then you had Austin Theory step in, and that's another person who was going to be factored into the final four. You had another giant come out, um, and Omos, and then he 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 you know starts running running roughshod over everyone, and then you had Braun Strowman come out, and then you had his tag team partner come out. I'm like the order makes so much sense in this in this uh, Royal Rumble, and then eventually you have. Logan Paul come out, which mm. were, were you shocked about this? Um, it definitely I wasn't expecting him because he'd come out at the spot where I believe Madcap Moss was uh, confirmed <laughs> for the Rumble. But um, that was a shocker because we thought it was going to be Madcap. Yeah. Well, I'm glad this is a healthy shocker. I'm glad it wasn't Madcap. <laughs> um, but absolutely, extremely glad. Um, but. It was to me. I mean, that's one of those highlight moments. I, I I feel like him and Ricochet with that moment made the best of. At least they made a headline. They took the moment that they had, the very few moments that they had, and still managed to get people talking. Right. I love the Logan and Ricochet spot. Um, by the end of this rumble, there was a lot of heavy hitters in here. Like it was Absolutely. a very crowded. They had Braun in there, Sheamus, Drew, Ricochet. Seth, Logan, Ricochet. Um, Dominic, <laughs> Austin Theory, uh, and of course, you know, number 30 himself, young Cody, Covidius, uh, Rhodes, you know, Cody Jamal. Um, well, I mean, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be 28, right? They thought it was going to be, uh, what was another number that people went from, like, what was it, 18 or whatever, like the highest percentage numbers that people yeah, went 28. 27 something i didn't know he was coming out number 30 i mean it makes sense for the show like all right let's save this motherfucker for last he eliminates 
but 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 again i look up at the clock meals it's six well here it was six o'clock i'm like this match has gone on for legitimately an hour i was like this is this is this much this match is crazy long but i'm not mad at it and watching it again it still feels as brisk as it did um mm-hmm. when i watched it on saturday it did not feel like i only felt it when it was like toward like kind of the end when they were when they, the final four had to be figured out because there was a lot of back and forth to get there cody comes out tosses all the people theory uh dominic all the people that had the biggest heat all the heels basically him and Seth work together on on Logan on, on uh on Logan Paul and and uh and and uh Theory I'm sorry but um Theory uh gets tossed out Logan tosses out uh Seth Rollins which we're gonna talk about later which I I I'm cool with that like I think that if he's not gonna get Cody and that's his direction I think that we might be looking at an, a young classic right there Mills. This man has worked very very hard so if we get. Seth versus Logan in an exhibition match. I'm for it. I'm for it 100%. Honestly, as big as you can get without having a title match. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's as big as you can get, but you had at the end Iron Man Gunther versus Cody Rhodes. And this is where I got to I got to deviate from what you were saying, Mills. I think that giving us Cody and Gunther for like 10 minutes was a really good match. Like they had a legitimate match, and I put the uh, what they did out there in the ring up there with Taker HBK uh, as the final. I do too. Like I it, do too. it was such a good back and forth. You so legit many false finishes. So many, and the thing is, is that Gunther, I didn't know he had an engine like that. Like he was out there for an hour and eleven minutes, broke the record man. that was held by by Rey Mysterio. My man Barbados Slim over here. You see what happened? <laughs> See what happens? You trim a little bit, you know? He, but you he, know he, yeah. But, but you know what I did here, though? And we're going to talk about this more as we get into the show and what people okay. think and what people want. These people pick right back up on Cody like he never left. Mm. They was right I back. Mean, he's what the game's been missing. And, and, and it's a little bit of a, you know... It makes me wonder what things would have been over the last number of months had he stayed, what feuds he would have gotten in, what uh, programs he would have gotten in. How would this have changed just entirely? Would he have gotten a world championship match before Rumble? He back um, at, He's back at the right time. Football is over for all intents and purposes on Mondays for the foreseeable six months that is going to be off TV or, or yes. what, eight months. Eight months is going to be off TV. They got it. They they got their star back, and you can see the whole sh- mood of Raw was had changed. <laughs> this hey man, that's what I've been saying. I was like, yo, they needed Cody back. The the, the mood of, of Raw was definitely different, knowing that we had a Cody segment or a Cody match coming out at the end yeah. of the show. I was up. I was like, yup, Cody's back. I'm gonna watch this fucking match first time ever. Oh, bet. Let's do it. It's amazing. So, so Cody and Gunther, they have a little 10 minute match. Uh, Cody eventually tosses them out and Cody is the winner of the 2023 men's Royal Rumble. Huge pyro to, to end it off. Um, I think that you go with a predictable option here. We called it. We wanted it to happen. And I think I'm glad that they did not change their mind. I'm glad that they did not waver. But I'm also glad that they did not make it seem like Cody was just going to steamroll and get into the match. That He actually had some adversity to get there. And I, and I thought that that made him such a bigger baby face in the end of it. I think it was definitely a tough road having to go up against the big man Gunther, who was undefeated in his own right. 
um it was good and and it told a different story from the women's one which we'll talk about a little bit later considering i mean number one and number 30 fighting is like wow and it also puts gunther over in a big way you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying Mm -hmm. someone who can last someone who's not you know if he if he was going up against brock you'd know that brock was in for a fight just as much as he's in for a fight um it it was good it was good booking give him something cool to do h i mean drew is cool if he was to get drew i think they'd be able to do some magic give him something cool if you're not gonna give him brock bro give him somebody cool yo even if we're gonna get gunther brock at SummerSlam, you know what i'm saying like give give him something cool to do you got a star right here you got somebody that people are reacting to you know what i'm saying meals like you got you got somebody that people actually fear when he comes out there and i think mm-hmm. they made, i think they made a big star and a lot of people were were doubting what they were going to do with this guy. And I think between two regimes, they've made him, they've, they've not wavered on his character whatsoever. He, he only, he's, he's never lost. And, he, and he's, only, he's only looked to me bad one time. And they, they right. fixed it, of course, corrected immediately from him Absolutely. running from, from Braun Strowman. So shout out to Gunter. Shout out to Cody, the winner. And we're going to get into what he does in Raw. A little bit later, but um, Bray Wyatt, L.A. Knight, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, a.k.a. get the bag, get the bag, get the bag. This match was just as good as a Mountain Dew Pitch Black. <laughs> this this match, it truly lived up to the hype. How did you feel when the lights went out and it immediately turned into uh, put your hands where I can see it music video? <laughs> it turned into goddamn Tron, not this bitch. I was Everything watching. started glowing. Face paint, <laughs> appendages. Listen, match quality notwithstanding, because I think you got to kind of grade this on a scale. <laughs> because I feel like, like this is this is definitely a. This wasn't for the match. No, no, <laughs> this is I, definitely a spectacle more we, than anything. And, and let's just let's just look at it from a from a from a um kind of holistic standpoint here like me and you we both we both work or have worked in places that do <clears throat> experiential campaigns and and big and larger life campaigns you've helped do a really huge campaign last november right so like you know what it's like when you're setting up these types of things and and you have a creative team that have to make it up and you have to work with another creative team who is run by you know what i'm saying someone who's even more anal and 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 you know and narrow and what they want to do and how they want to pull it off right so mm-hmm. That Mountain Dew and WWE had the task of trying to sell bottles, but also try and make it authentic to whatever the character was in this match. Mm-hmm. I thought that for what it was, having the glow in the dark stuff, the popcorn confetti stuff was kind of <laughs> over the top. <laughs> it was like, but no, you got to make it pop. <laughs> what did work was the Firefly symbols on the on the ground and yeah. the, like on the, the announce table and stuff like that, because it was like, okay the universe of Bray Wyatt, the, the way they think of Bray Wyatt now meals to me is that they don't think of him as a wrestler. They think of him as a, like a actual, like a, a superhero in their right. show. Like he is a, he's a character, a comic book character, character within the show. And I've, I've come to realize that if you don't fuck with it, I get why, but if you do fuck with it, I completely get it, get why, because you like the over the top stuff. It's, this is definitely stuff that they would have wanted to do with the undertaker in his prime. You know what I'm saying? Because these are these are money opportunities where they can say, let's put Bray Wyatt in this universe or in Fortnite and see how we can change the way Fortnite looks with the Firefly Funhouse in there. You know what I'm saying? So let's see what the Firefly Funhouse would look like in a wrestling ring with Mountain Dew and all that stuff and all the pitch Slip into stuff. a Slim Jim steel cage match. You know I what mean, I'm saying? This okay, is the Slim Jims. 
It, like from a from a marketing perspective, I thought that the actual look of the match was genius. LA Knight's tights were were glowing dark. Agree. Um, I agree. the Br- the Bray Wyatt paint, the mask that he adorns later on after the match ends was was really tight. I liked it from a spectacle sense and from a marketing sense. I thought that this is the future of what WWE wants to do. Like y'all hated the land of the dead thing. That was ridiculous. This was this to me felt more organic than that did. You know what I mean? I think it's because we have an appreciation for stuff like this that we kind of see it in a different way. And to be honest, that's kind of what separates our podcast a lot from uh, most other podcasts because of both of our backgrounds. Um, It's either experiential or marketing or branding and all this other stuff like that. So we see things differently. So when I do see this, I'm like, oh, wow, like the amount of stuff that that uh, took to put together and coordinate, like I'm sure bray wyatt's gear had to be approved i'm sure la Knight's gear had to be approved all the other small things that come together making sure when the table bursts all that green shit came out of it right um it was there all night (laughs) the green shit was even there when sammy hands the chair over to roman and i'm like yo there's still green shit all over i'm I'm not cleaning that shit up um it's the royal rumble um like yeah but again think of it even bigger than this right mills over two million people watch the show on Saturday, over seven million dollars of merch was made. Mountain Dew was in pretty big company. They were in, they were in a situation where, oh, we're this is this this might not be the NFL, might not be NBA, but it's definitely bigger than some sporting events that we would have gotten for way more money than what we paid WWE. And then this motherfucker Cody <laughs> at the press conference, like, gotta try one of these. Hey, <laughs> this this man is making sure that he's gonna be able to his fingers. <laughs> This man, Cody, said, I ain't never going nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, ain't, I ain't never had no Mountain Dew like this before. <laughs> Are y'all tasting shit? Y'all tasting? Yeah, shit, I need I a couple it. packs for the road. Ricky, <laughs> fill up the truck. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga drank it. He said, ah. <laughs> I hate this man. He said, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah this shit crazy. <laughs> He held it up, made sure with the made sure the logo was pointing. I'm like, nigga, did you get this sponsorship? Or did the company get the sponsorship? What's going on? I ain't, I ain't, they ain't drink this where I came from. We ain't had no drink like this. Oh no, it was it was it was the squeezy juices, bro. It was, it was <laughs> the nigga was drinking Selecto. <laughs> EW, nigga. Come on now. But, but oh, shout out to Mountain Dew. I don't really got much to say about the Bray Wyatt match. I mean, no, this was fucking. I didn't care about this match. I, I don't even think that we've seen. I, it's, it's, I mean, if this is what he can do. This is what he can do. But I, I think that in the end, Bray, Bray is going to continue doing what he's doing. LA is going to go on to me to bigger and better things. I mean, he was getting chance on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like he was. He's a guy that, that they could they could really put against somebody like a Drew McIntyre, and it would make sense. And I think that it would be pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I mean, there was stuff that happened post match with Uncle Howdy, but I don't give a damn about that. No, I don't. I don't um, understand it, so I'm not talking about it. Um, yeah. Speaking of weird shit, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Quick seven minute match. I'm I'm glad that it was what it needed to be. It was. It gave what it gave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gave That's... it gave Monday Night Raw seven fifteen or I'm not sorry yeah. uh, ten fifteen and that's what it yeah. gave. Yeah, it didn't really. I don't even think it went into really another gear or anything like that. It just kind of it kind of happened. It ended. Um, 
some and stuff. It, I guess um, Alexa Bliss is transforming again. I think they're gonna, you know, put her into the folded Bray again. Which to me, I'm like, why? To be honest, like I know. I know it's there, but I don't feel like it's necessary. I feel like we, she's. I think she's capable of doing this, and I think she's a very talented um, performer in general for being able to be so versatile um, with all the things that she does. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know about this one. But, hey, we're going to get what we get. Yeah. I'm going to talk about my concerns with Bianca Belair when we get to Raw. Oh, okay. I got some some real concerns with with age. I've been patient. Go ahead. I've been patient enough, but go ahead. You think Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch really do eat Applebee's? No. <laughs> the bag, the the bag smelled like the boneless wings, so they had to get into it. Um, <laughs> Both Rumble sponsored by Applebee's, by the way. So we are nearly three hours into this show already. By the time Bianca Belair. And no, it's two, it's two hours. Well, yes, three hours if you count the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're nearly three hours in. Um, which, which I don't watch. Um, <laughs> see, look, look, look at you. <laughs> I don't watch that shit. I don't watch that. <laughs> I'm, I'm too, I'm too uh, pinkies in the sky for, for that shit. Um, they been saying dumb shit, man. <laughs> Thirty women Royal Rumble match, one hour, almost on the dot, hour and one minute. Rhea Ripley comes out as number one. She do, she goes coast to coast with seven eliminations, the most in the match. Uh, for this year's Royal Rumble, um, it was a this was a Rumble of kind of two halves. You, you you bookended it, you know, with a with a way better section in the middle of the se- you know the middle of the show. I thought it had some really cool surprises to me, um, and and Roxanne Perez coming out. Uh, I thought Zoe Stark coming out was like I, I she, like Zoe looked like she belonged out there because like she's like a mechanic, like she can really work. And I honestly feel like Mills like. Character notwithstanding, Zoe can outwork a lot of the women they have on the main roster right now. No, of course, of course. I think it's all—it's still all about finding that role for her of which works where where it works the best. I feel she's definitely a worker, and definitely I I still think anywhere she goes, she's a credit to whatever roster that she's been on. But it's just more so about finding the role. Maybe it's in a stable. To be honest with you, maybe I'm not saying that she needs to be in um toxic, you know. Toxic attraction, damage control, um, but she's a she's a quality worker, and uh, yeah, this rumble had a lot of surprises, especially you know this coming a couple days after everyone's complaining, women not getting enough time. They got they got, they got hour rumble, but they got time. Except BFAB, BFAB got <laughs> BFAB got thirty six seconds. And then- BFAB was, was in and she was out. She got her spots in and then she got her spot out. <laughs> you know. That. She had the Mr. Game and Watch from uh, Smash um, Offense. Let me see. I'm scrolling through this thing. I love the damage control part. Damage control and Becky Lynch. I thought them continuing that feud, um, especially it all happening in the first half, right? So it doesn't really mess with the, the really end. the end or the results or really any. And I think that's usually how they pace these rumbles. I think they separate into the first half, the second half, all the kind of subsidiary stories you want to be able to tell for mania but it's not really related to the main event you want to kind of get out the way in the first half so it's not even part of the tension and then you want to tell that story in the second half for whoever eventually does win this thing um we got many 
different returns. We got, I mean, like you said, we had Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark from NXT. We got, um, is she officially Piper Niven again? Yeah, she's officially Piper Niven again. She's, she's uh, she, she went by Piper on Raw. Come on, man. Watch the product. Come on, man. Well, listen, the the theme is what I'm worried about. It's gone. Damn, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> Natty's back. Um, I said, kill me, bruh. <laughs> Natty's back. I'm scrolling through this. I'm scrolling through this. As oh, no, you're, you're missing the biggest return. And I think she got a bigger pop than even Becky did. And that was Asuka. Well, I just hit that on the scrolling thing. <laughs> Asuka came out. Everyone was happy. New mask. Slightly new fit. She takes off the mask. Remnants of Kana from Japan, the most dangerous motherfucker in the biz. How do you feel about, first of all, because we can, we can extend this over to Raw, how do you feel about just Asuka's new, new do just in general? I, I think it's great. She's long been needing a, a, uh, a character change. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, a tilt, we, a pivot. Yeah, a pivot. Not you know, not a change of pivot because I think that what was happening before she'd had that character for a long time through heel runs, through face runs, and now we get a very different character than what we see on TV, and that's what I like. And she does, and she can do something really off the wall and crazy. You know, we're fans of Oscar Kanachan in, in in this show. We are, we are mm-hmm. stand. Uh, we are we are members of the Kanachan community. Absolutely. The the, uh, the KCC. The KCC. You, you KCC. feel me? So I'm with it. She got the biggest pop, one of the biggest pops of the night. Like, obviously, there would be bigger ones. So I'd say she's probably like the third or fourth, but like she's up there in the top five. People missed her. And, and you could see that. Yeah, absolutely. And just the look itself. I mean, she always knows how to bring a look that's just so unique and an experience just in itself. So I was very happy with it. First, also, she kicked the eyebrows off of Sonya. <laughs> one thing I did want to did say is, uh, to go back to the men's rumble, Karrion Cross. He was in the rumble. He definitely grand was there. Grand closing, baby. <laughs> definitely was there. <laughs> Come on, man. You think is it time for them to kind of go back to the drawing board with this guy? I think they need. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're we should wait for the draft. To me, if I'm if I'm being very, very clear, and I had this opinion a couple weeks ago, a lot of the the signings haven't really to me as panned out as incredibly outside of like braun and maybe dakota kai and a couple others but i'm i want to wait for the draft because i legitimately feel like a lot of these people came in as we're already plotting the way to wrestlemania as we're already kind of have programs established and they're kind of like working in orbits outside of it when you see a uh uh What's my man's name? Fat guy. Um, Bronson Reed. <laughs> there you go. When you see him beat a Dolph Ziggler, it's because he can't be anyone else right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when he, you know, Karen Cross is having these like little mini feuds with Rey Mysterio, but he can't really beat Rey Mysterio now because they're working with Rey Mysterio Dom for WrestleMania. So I want to wait until the draft. So hopefully something is corrected. But I say, I don't know, maybe... Maybe make him a face. That's what I'm. That's what I was getting at. 
I mean, couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. I mean, it's it, it's a lot better than what he's doing right now, which is being a small heel on a show with giants. You're not as big as Drew. You're not, definitely as, not as big as you're not as big as Roman. Uh, you're not as big as Braun. It was easy for him to look big and imposing against five foot five people in NXT. It's a lot harder to do that now, and it might be a lot harder to do that if he goes back to NXT because NXT even has bigger niggas up there now. I feel like the top heels on SmackDown are Roman Reigns, The Usos, Sokoa, <laughs> Sequoia, <laughs> Sami Zayn, and then Paul Heyman in that order. And then everyone else comes afterwards. So it's definitely like a bottleneck effect. Um, but, you know, carrying just got to, you got to carry on. At least he got a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, speaking, I, of people who, speaking of people who got a job now, Chelsea Green returned. I, I, other than how annoying she was when she got let go the first time with those, those crazy ass ideas she had. Mm-hmm. They're doing the Karen gimmick with her. We got to see that get a little bit fleshed out on Raw a little bit. Clearly a, a Chelsea Green original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Written, produced, pitched by Chelsea Green. She's working it. She's working the angle here. She reminds me of like a, a early 2000s uh, WWF diva uh, uh, heel, right? Like a Jillian type, a Hall type, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's it's like has, very, it has legs. It has legs. It definitely got legs because you want to see her get beat. Or uh, thing, I think the thing that's missing is that she doesn't have a heavy. So here's what I propose. And you're going to hate me for this. Because you hated the other return. Okay. But you put Chelsea and Naya together. And you have, a, you have a Karen and, and the person is going to make sure that Karen gets what she wants. Let me you tell know. you how much I hated Naya Jax's return. <laughs> I just want to pause real quick and let you know at number 30, you know you know what we're expecting. And shout out to everyone that came before. Zelina dressed up as a fucking street fighter, another bag. <laughs> Listen, bags. Mountain Dew, Applebee's, Capcom. They would that it was a branded show on It on was Saturday. a branded show. Uh, we had fucking um what's her uh, Lacey Evans. She's back in the fold. Um New gimmick working, yay, nay. She'll be out. She'll be gone by fall. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Indy Hartwell comes out. This is a. I don't know if she's ever making it to the main roster, but at least she's that's, here. That's crazy. This is her second <laughs> rumble. She'll be there soon. This is her all second. Right. Rumble, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, she pointed to the she pointed to the thing. Um, but <laughs> Michelle McCool complained on Twitter. <laughs> Complained enough to get in the Royal Rumble. Take your take um, your tape and fists up. He said, "Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying my wife has her gear ready. That's all I'm saying." You know, um, there was a point where I thought Raquel was actually going to like really win this. Believe it or yeah. not, yeah. And Pat said that too. Where I was watching it with Pat, he was over at my house for the for the show, and I w- I was literally saying, I was like, I don't know if. Like I, I was like, I see that I see what what Raquel is doing as them saying, we really like you and we're gonna keep you strong, but it's not your year yet. And as soon as I said that, she got eliminated by Rhea. So I was like, yep, there it goes. <laughs> I was like, I, I look at it as I think they really like Raquel, but mm-hmm. look, 
when you think of the landscape of what the women are right now, she is nowhere near the level of those women right now because she has not been featured on TV or in that strong of a position. She lost to Ronda constantly. She got made to look like a doofus on SmackDown mm-hmm. a lot. I just don't <laughs> think she was built strong enough to be the Royal Rumble winner that people would go for unless right. at this point she was a heel and she was already getting that type of heat. So I, I was like, okay, maybe next year. I could see Raquel winning next year for sure without a shadow. Definitely, definitely being able to look at, I think, is a WrestleMania encounter possibly. It's possibly with her and Nia Jax. I, would, I um, think that that's one. Yeah, that is definitely one. But I absolutely abhor Nia Jax's return. She's but terrible. She was already sandbagging. She <laughs> was clearly not in any shape to compete um, because she was eliminated. Didn't really get any moves in. Was eliminated quite you know quickly. Um, Got one of the weakest rip ties I've ever seen. I was like already sandbagging. Like it, jump, bro. <laughs> to me, she. I was good enough without her because it always, it never felt like she made any, you know, strides to improve in any sort. Just, she never really made any effort to improve anything that she was going. She was just like, this is me. This is who I am. Except me. I'm not like all the other girls. Um, So I'm not really... It is what it is. I mean, she's bad. No, it's it's not- it's, it's not what it is. I mean, it was like you have you have a you, you have a legitimate gripe. I think that what she did, what we know that she got fired for, is is incredibly dangerous. And I feel like they looked at it and said, "Oh, okay, coast is clear. You know, a lot of things have been lifted. So let's bring her back." Hey, I don't Biden, said May, Biden said May first. <laughs> yeah, I, I and and I was like, I was like, bro, like I told you, you know, off the show, I was like, she didn't get wronged. Nobody wronged her. She just legitimately just wasn't as good. Like she, she's gonna find very quickly that there are there are women on this roster that just work harder than her. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they're gonna get those opportunities. So like, she better get ready to see more. Like remember the thing with like Nia was that she would always get these really really like competitive matches against like Bailey and Ronda and Becky mm-hmm. and Sasha like that. But she'd always lose in the end. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because she's not that big of a star to be beating these people, and she's gonna All run right. into that now. Well, huh. let's see how this goes. I just watched her get eliminated. Um, the final, the final bit of the Royal Rumble. It comes down to Oscar, Liv, and Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Great exchange. Uh, great finish. I thought the finish was amazing. Um, Rhea hanging off the edge. Oscar blinds Liv. Um, Rhea eliminates Asuka very, very quickly, but also takes advantage of a blinded Liv and manages to eliminate her. I thought it was it was masterful. It was it, really, really good. Someone in our Discord, I believe it was it was Oso asked, shout out to Oso asked, um if being the final four is an indictment of how the company feels about you. And I was like, Yeah, I think so. But I also feel like the final four is which one of you out of the four can follow directions the best? Right. Who can follow? Mm-hmm. We're going to make something really elaborate happen. And a lot of that has to do with you being on the on the top of the rope or hanging off a rope, hanging on the apron, which is a very small margin of error on that. Like, listen, the margin of error on the apron is very, very small. Like the, you could slip very easily on that shit. So, like, you look you, at you what, act like Kofi. Yeah. Look at what Oscar had to do in that whole spot doing the mist. 
moving back just you know it was a little botched you know because Rhea slipped because of the you know all the shit was going on but like she had to do a lot of stuff you know uh positioning wise to make her her elimination look believable and then live had to make it look believable on the time they, they had a lot of trust in live so, and, and that's why i gotta i gotta applaud her as well because she could have fucked that up too like we ain't never really seen her do no shit like that where she had to do some complicated like type shit like that you know what i mean so like I think that the, the three women they had in there at the end followed it to a T. I was on the edge of my seat because I legitimately thought Mills that Liv was going to win. And I, I was like, I would have popped. I would have been like, yo, they are fucking with her. <laughs> like, they really fuck with her, yo. She's a and star. She is a But the thing is, though, Mills, she is a star. She is a and, star. And and I fuck with Liv. And I think that Liv and Rhea coming out one, two, and then being at the fucking end one, two was such a dope moment for those two. But Rhea ends up winning gutting it out and winning in the end and we're gonna talk about her choice <laughs> and, and just a bit after we get past the the main event of royal rumble what do you think about the women's rumble though uh i love the women's rumble i thought it was really really good told a really great story i was into it um the entire time uh didn't see a lot of women from the past but you don't really need it in this current era because they have so many women that's on the roster a lot of people complained i was watching a lot of um Wrestling Observer Live, they're complaining there's only seven women announced for the Rumble. I'm like, bro, how many years have we watched this? You know there's going to be 30 women and it's going to be people from the roster. Like, I don't think everything needs to be announced. I don't think it's an indictment on them that only seven of them have been announced. To me, it's more so like, we're not fully sure. We don't have everyone locked in yet. These are the people that we are for sure locked in. Um and if we can make everything happen, we make everything happen. Who knows if a Kyrie Sane would have showed up to the Royal Rumble? I mean, she clearly didn't. But um, I don't know why people was wishing for that. I, w- I would have loved Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane's a cool girl. Um, we also had a performance from Hardy. <laughs> Skip. I'm gonna go pee during this moment. I'm gonna keep it a bug with you. The only the only good thing about this performance, I feel like this is the best performance setup they've ever had yes. for a live performance. But the show is the show was getting a little long in the tooth, and I was like, I know Roman and, and KO and them got like eleven o'clock. I was like, all right, let me. <laughs> they got something up their sleeve, but like, it, I was like, damn. But the thing is, is that like it would have been better paced if they would have done that, started that show an hour earlier than they did. It wouldn't have felt like so out of place because it would have just been like ten o'clock. But mm-hmm. um, we get down to it. Really good video package, by the way, if I haven't mentioned it, between Roman Reigns, KO, and Sami Zayn. I thought that it, if you didn't know what the hell was going on, that video package would bring you up to speed as to what the story is as far as Sami Zayn, the bloodline, and KO goes, right? Mm-hmm. No, chapter one, the honorary oohs. Chapter yeah. two. Like, it, it, it would have been pop. really good. Yeah. Do you realize, Mills, that this storyline has been going on since last summer? I have. <laughs> like... Like they, like Sammy wasn't always in it, but he was always orbiting it. And I gotta say, just off the top, okay, this is one of the best storylines they've ever done. Period. I, and I, it, I, and to me, it it it's not lost on me. It features probably two of the best performers, not only in ring but outside the ring. And Sammy Zayn, we've been talking about this since 2014 since revolution 2014 that Sami Zayn to me i've been saying Sami Zayn is one of the best thespians that they've ever mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. since he opted not to um 
since he opted not to use the NXT Championship on Neville and wanted to win in his own way, and then they did the whole KO thing again, Revolution, mm-hmm. NXT Takeover. This man, they managed to sew in an emotional thread to their programs that makes you buy in on a level beyond the surface level. Right. Um, so this is why when everyone is speaking about they have to do Romy versus Sami Zayn, I'm like, oh, you're not even paying attention to what's going on, really. <laughs> no, no. And, and and yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, I, I'll say the match between KO and Roman wasn't their best match. I, I'm willing to say that. I thought it was yeah, good, it but it wasn't their best match. But And clearly overshadowed by the end. <laughs> yeah, well, cl- clearly. But like even in the match overshadowed by what we want to see and what we're going to think, because you know, we're at this point mills. We're not thinking that it's over tonight. No, it's going to happen in Montreal. It's going to happen in the match. They're telling the story about Sammy and KO. Like even in the, to be real with you, Roman Reigns is the third player in this thing. He is a, he is very much so. I don't, I don't want to say a prop because I don't want to think a tribal chief, but he's very much so a vehicle to kind of, showcase the relationship or lack thereof or as we see there's more between ko and Sami Zayn. like right. roman reigns is in the middle of this and he's being used as he don't want to be of, and he don't want to be in the middle of it <laughs> right <laughs> and but the story to me is always between ko and sammy and it's always been for like years so when people are saying it should be sammy versus roman and wrestlemania i'm like I mean, yes, the match will probably be good, but that's not what this is about. So the match goes on. It's incredible. KO gets to kick out of all the spears that I want him to. <laughs> yeah, two is it? Two is two is a lot. Three would have been like, all right, nigga, he's winning. But <laughs> they, they go, you get the visual of of KO pinning Roman for what six seconds. You get that visual, which is which is again, you, you're you're um, protecting KO in that way. That mm-hmm. is like, oh, he could have won. You know what I'm saying? But if the ref was in there, he definitely would have won off the pop-up power bomb, which I'm like, nigga, hell no. But you get the visual <laughs> that he would have won had that the ref not um not been knocked out. But throughout the whole thing, I wanna one one thing I love about it, and I watched this four time, is that every after every near fall, the camera will go to Sammy or it'll be Sammy in the background, and you see his face. Absolutely. There's one there's one there's one near fall where they take KO out of focus and then go into Sammy in the background, then bring KO back into focus. And I was like, they're really good at getting what how he feels and what he's doing. And, and Heyman basically nudging him, hey, acknowledge him, nigga. Like, come on, get get your shit together, get in gear, motherfucker. And you get so much stuff here, right down to the moment where Sammy finally says, stay down, stay down. He wants to end this. Stay down or he's going to hurt you. Right. And it's it, not in an aggressive way. It's not in the way that he's done maybe over the last few months. This is one of, like, general... I care for you, and this is for cautionary. You need to stay down. Now, what do you think the 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 moment or the key was? And I think I don't know if a lot of people have been like speculating this, but what what do you think the moment was for Sammy when he said, "You know what? Like like Ko actually does care about me." Do you think it was the the trial where, where Sammy was kind of like, "Yeah, this isn't really what I want to do." Oh, that's a good question. It's tough. Um, it's tough to say when it's not, and I know he's probably going to cut a promo where he talks about what was the moment that he knew, 
but I'm interested in, in trying to figure out what was the moment that Sammy knew that he that the bloodline was not a fit for him or that what they were doing to KO was a little bit further than he than he would have wanted to go. It has to be. I think it's definitely the trial and seemingly Roman no longer having that full trust within him, like sending him off. I don't want to see him on SmackDown. I don't want to see him afterwards. It looked like they were really going to put lower the boom on him during the trial. And right. they opted not to because of Jay Uso, which again, this is fucking storytelling. It's Jay Uso. Who's the, who's the one who saved Sammy, even in the trial a week before. Um, so they, the post-match happens. The entire bloodline is there. Well, KO gets beat. He gets a new Japan type beating where he just gets everything thrown at him and then he gets pinned. But yes, go ahead. Super kicked after. Yes, absolutely. Super kick after super kick after super kick. It's almost uncomfortable. It's the most uncomfortable super kicks I've looked in maybe like two decades. There's one, there's one super kick where Jay basically like stomp kicks him in the face. It's not a super kick. He like stomp kicks him in the face. And I was like, all right, that was, that was green. What another, another Air Force one imprint on it. Another one moment right before that. I'm sorry to, to rewind here, but like no, when, when Jay's trying to put the, the, the reef over Sammy and Roman's like, Hey, hold on, slow down, slow down. <laughs> like, he's like, we're not done here. And yeah. then he tells, he tells solo to get him. Jay says, really, like, you silently say, yeet, and then he puts the reef on the, <laughs> on the post. Subtle yeet. yeet. <laughs> so he he goes over, they're, they're beating him up, like 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 Neil said, they're, they're beating him up, and then a chair a chair comes out. And oh, that's another thing, too, Mills, when Roman tells him to get the chair. And Sammy, being the liberator and the negotiator that he is, and the little slimy little motherfucker that he is, he says... But you told me not to do anything. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're cooked, brother. And then Roman was like, get me the damn chair. And it was like, it was at that moment where I was like, yeah, these two types of leadership, they don't work for these two. It doesn't work for these two. You know what I'm saying? Like, n- not at all. So like, the chair comes out, meals, and, and continue. The chair comes out. Roman Reigns is about to essentially blow his, you know, KO's brains in. <laughs> and Sami Zayn, as you, you stated before, the instigator, the great liberator, he comes in and he's like, listen, this is beneath you. We don't have to do this. He's already, he's dead. <laughs> he's already dead. To which Roman Reigns is like, you know what? This is right. beneath me. Maybe this is. So you're going to do it. He said, he said, mods, crack his gym. <laughs> <laughs> as as Jimmy Uso, his first role in this, <laughs> in the past six months, his first active role in this entire thing, he looks on in anger. And Roman Reigns is continuing, like, you got to hit him. You got to hit him. Knock him out. Come on. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? He said, the, like, ring, the ring is yours when you're in the bloodline. So without, he said, you either do this or you go back to doing jackass shit. Man, is this how gangs really work? Yeah, I said. I said. I said. First off, Sammy definitely got a sixty-five on this test. <laughs> He's definitely <laughs> killing this test. But I think he just found out that he was getting jumped into the bloods. So like, I don't know if he's really ready for all of that. So like, 
Sammy basically says, okay, okay, okay. And then Roman's talking his shit. He's talking his shit. He's talking his shit. And then, well, well, the crowd thought he was going to do it earlier than he did it, Mills, because when he, when he, he's cranking up and then, and then Sammy's so good at facials that when Roman's pie facing, he's like, are you crying? And then Heyman's like, there's no crying in the bloodline. Literally moments before Roman starts crying. But uh, <laughs> like, he, he's like, he's face to face with Roman. He's like, yo, you know, I'm, I'll do it. Then boom. Cracks him. Hits Roman in the back with the chair. Reminiscent big of pop. the biggest pop. Listen, I, I don't want to compare it to anything, but it was just the biggest pop I've heard in a really long time. A I was there time. I was there in Dallas when Stone Cold came out. I'm not going to... It's up there. But here's the thing. Everyone was... First of all, everyone's on their feet. Everyone's so invested. Nobody there, left. At some point, yeah, there's silence with all of this because essentially we're watching theater we're watching this all go down this is the moment everyone has been waiting for for the last like maybe like at least two months since the survivor series thing they've been waiting for that kind of rekindlement um sammy um reaffirmed his allegiance to the bloodline at survivor series now a couple months later it's definitely a way more than fractured he hits him with the steel chair. That big pop goes. And Sami Zayn turns to his brothers and be like, listen, sorry, I, I, I just can't. <laughs> and then Jay says, what are you doing? I called you my what brother, you man. Doing, man. What are you doing? And then oh. Jimmy hears him say, I called you my brother. And the super kick rings off. And they start beating the shit out of him. And I tell you what, I was there in Dallas. They cheered the bloodline. I've seen it every week and I've said it in our chat and I've said it to you and I've said it on the show. These motherfuckers need to get booed because people like them way too much. They like them too much. And it's not, it's not going to be good if Cody or anyone who wins the rumble goes in and they're trying to face Roman because they're not going to get, they're not going to get cheered. They booed the shit out of the bloodline. The bloodline is cooked. Even on raw, they were, they were, they were getting booze. They're cooked. They're not going to be seen as baby faces anymore. And that was masterful the way that Triple H and Creative managed to twist their twist their fate around and get people off their sides because I was very concerned about this. They're, they're beating him up. Roman's crying. I gave you everything, and you did all of this. And then all you hear, Meals, is Jay, 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 Jay. And then you notice Jay's in the corner, visibly shaken by what he's seeing. This is a guy who did not believe. And, I, and, and what did I say? What did I say? Listen. <laughs> I said it was going to be, I said it. Jay was going to be in the, in the opposite spot. I said this. This is a man who was beaten into submission years ago. Right. This is a man who was three, years, own, ago. <laughs> three years ago, who was, was his own man before and kind of brainwashed, right? Into right. this line of thinking along with his brother. His brother wasn't with it too, but Roman beat his ass into submission as well. And you're watching this man who previously was unstable always throughout this entire thing. And you're watching him like malfunction in real time, right? Because all these memories and all this trauma is going through his head as he's watching his brother, who we call his brother Sami Zayn, once received a beating that he once received as well. Mm-hmm. And... It's that malfunction where he's just like, I can't. I, 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 he's he's like that's smoke starts. That's that's it. That's the bloodline. When he left the ring, 
I was sold. I was like, oh, this took this from sim- just a beat down a wrestling storyline. These are real, like, not real emotions because it's all fake. But it's real. It can be real. It can be this real. Is, this is as real as it gets, right? This is like something, this is something completely left. And it's less of I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a bad guy and more like he's staying true to the character that he is. Because it, it, cause Mio's, it's betrayal on both ends when you think about it, right? <clears throat> um, from Jay's end, it's a betrayal from Sammy, but really is it? Or is it, or is it Sammy truly doing the right thing and what family would do, right? Because that's why he's conflicted. KO is essentially his family. Sammy is not their family, but KO is Sammy's family. So Jay's like, this, is that really a betrayal? If you're beating, if, 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 if someone's beating on my brother, I'm going to protect my brother. Right. Same thing the bloodline would do if someone attacked them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like Jay is essentially like, yeah, th- th- I got, I, th- that's what I would have did too. I like this guy. He, st- he stands up for people. You know what I'm saying? He stood up for us the same way he stood up for KO. You know what I mean? And, and that's, the, that's the emotional kind of sense about it. And it's like, yo, who, who, who is really right or wrong here? But it's like at the end, the end of the day, like KO and Sammy do this all the time. You know what I mean? Like they, they, but they still love each other. They still have respect for each other. And that's a respect that Roman just doesn't have for anyone. See, the thing is, is that Roman gaslights and manipulates everyone to do the things that he wants them to do. But Jay's the only one who has free will the same way that Sammy had free will to say no. Mm-hmm. And Jay seeing that is like, oh, fuck, he said no. I said no once. And they did the same thing to him, too. So a big thing with this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, he walks out to cheers. I think this is, yeah. again, people are invested within the characters, all the characters in this. Um, not quite Jimmy, but Jay for sure. Um, so when he leaves through all of this, Roman is now, I feel like looking at this, like, look at what this motherfucker has done to my family. You know, like, look at this man tore. A, he's essentially torn his family apart. And I feel like we're looking at the cracks in the bloodline for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it's not I, all good. And I feel like this thing is approaching its end sooner than we think. And it's no coincidence that this all still aligns with Cody winning the Royal Rumble. Yes, absolutely. Because now to me, and we can go into Raw now, but now you have three forces that are stronger than ever in the fans' eyes. You've got Sammy and KO over. You've got Cody over. He's already there. It's time to kind of let this thing reverberate and have this war start. Like Roman said at the end, it's a war. And that's what you're feeling, right? It's like, yo, you've got Sammy KO there, and they're down for whatever. And now you got Cody. And that promo he cut on on Monday was really, really good. And it really was like, go ahead. No, just one more thing. The final visual of KO and Sammy being laid out as all the flowers, the, all the Simone flowers that always represent like their brotherhood being strewn upon them. I was like, God damn, some good shit. It's good. But it's also, if y'all are still thinking that it's going to be Sammy Zayn at Rumble or at Mania, you are not watching or understanding what this shit is. You're not understanding it. This is essentially, like you said, Mills, it's always been about KO and Sammy. 
from the moment that KO said, yo, what the fuck is you doing? Way back when. <laughs> a long time ago when he was like, what are you doing, bro? Like, this is weird. But now it's, how do you get them back together? And, and listen, I'm okay with Sammy facing Roman in Montreal. I'm cool with that. But that's where it needs to stop. And I think that's what they're going to do. You, you get your moment, but you also have to see that, like, yo, this is essentially about Jay's betrayal or what, what he perceives as a betrayal because he essentially let this guy in the family and accepted him into the family. And now they have to face off with each other for whatever tag belts they'll still have. But Cody and Roman, I'm so I'm good. I'm the promo he cut on Monday meals. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm with it. I think this is going to be a great fucking match. You got two, cool. you got, you got two fucking dramatic theatric ass niggas in one match meals. How hey, could man. it not be good? <laughs> How could it not? This is going to be as good as it gets. Like this is going to be as good as it gets. Cody versus Roman Reigns. Um, they're telling the story. We come back now. They haven't crossed paths yet. Mm-mm. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure if they're, I feel like they're going to wait till after elimination chamber, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they should do a soft baton pass kind of thing, um, to get Cody a little bit involved, but not too much involved. He's like, Oh, that's family shit. I don't really know. I got my own family. <laughs> they, got, they got all of March to do it. Um, I am interested in, um, I am interested in how they, like you said, eventually have them cross paths. I, I, I'm going to let it happen, man. We, we are witnessing right now, Mills, the end of a three-year storyline in this company. And the one thing I said about Vince before he retired, and one thing I said about Triple H when he came on is that Triple H inherited one of the most challenging things you could do as a booker in ending this this title reign, if that is what they truly want to do in April, because you have to, the, the, there are very few times meals where the story makes sense and it ends the right way in wrestling very few times. But I think that I'm going to be optimistic in that. I feel like it's going to happen because they, it's just set up so, so well. We're like, there's very little, you've got one family of the roads against the bloodline family. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you fucking need. You know what I mean? And you have basically someone who feels destined to do this as Cody feels as though he's destined to do this versus somebody who was always destined to be the guy. And Cody was never the guy. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's a really good story of that, in, of that feeling of inferiority that he felt as though he had. He always brings up Stardust. He always brings up Dashing. Roman's never really had that. You know what I mean? He's never really had to be embarrassed like that. Right. So it's a good story. I, and, and I liked what, what they did on Monday with it. Raw, Raw, Raw just felt so much different, dog. With Cody, <laughs> yeah, it just felt it was a different vibe. Like Cody and I, Cody and his Sunday best. <laughs> I, I was like, yo, this, this is this this feels good, bro. Like this this is a good show, man. And then to put the the match with Finn, which I thought was a good match. I thought it was a really good match. There was a there was a lot of overbooking, but you got to get to the, whatever they're doing with Edge. Obviously, they're gonna have Edge wrestle in in Canada, so that's definitely what's going down there. Absolutely. So that's what we're looking forward to. But it was a good match at the end. Great main event for Monday Night Raw, something we'd never seen before. It gets people to tune in. Raw had great ratings last week. I expect them. I mean, they're probably going to dip a little, but I expect them to still hold strong, especially with Cody Um, and everything that happened at the Raw Rumble. I mean, Raw Rumble post show is usually a very big show. Um, It was good. But we got to talk about the, the 
the ele- the, the 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 dark lipped elephant <laughs> elephant in the room, the heavy mascara elephant in the room for what happened. Uh, Rhea Ripley officially chooses her challenger for WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm not with it. <laughs> I, I think that I think the issue is, right? I think the issue is it doesn't feel like a big match to me. Like it doesn't feel like a big time match. Listen, I get the story. I get I get that they probably want to give Rhea that moment in a non-COVID environment. Um I get that Charlotte probably was the better person to hold on to the title at, at WrestleMania in 2020. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, that was probably the best decision to make with an uncertain time, having an uncertain champion that's new. It probably wasn't the best time to do it in 2020. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Rhea is is way more over than she was in 2020. She's a, she's a fully fleshed out character. I don't know how this story is going to work. The creative for it last time was really bad. Me and you, we were there, Meals, with, with, with this storyline. Charlotte made her look like an idiot for like three months until they had that match. And it was good, but she looked like a complete dunce <laughs> after that match. I feel like it hurt Rhea. I feel like Rhea had been hurt for like the first two years of her main roster career. I'm just going to keep it a hundred. It just doesn't feel big time to me. I, I feel like, and, and obviously there might be a lot of things that, that lead to this or, or that um, have caused this to be the decision that they've gone. I do wish it was Bianca Belair. I, I really think that's the bigger and, and most exciting match to me because there's actual doubt that Bianca could win. With this, I feel like if Charlotte loses, that's another wasted reign. And you've just given her another reign. And if Rhea wins, it's like, okay, you finally beat Charlotte. You're on SmackDown now. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I, I need to see the creative. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling it. I feel like, so my thing was, she came out, she did the promo. And throughout the promo, she didn't really acknowledge Bianca Belair. That was my first little issue. Um, She acknowledged that she had two choices, but ultimately she decided to go with something that's, I guess, been looming in her past. When clearly, I think the most opportune and honestly, the most refreshing and probably more entertaining of the feuds was right there in front of her with Bianca Belair. With Charlotte. You're not going to get a lot out of them. You're not going to get as much as you want out of Charlotte. Charlotte it has to look strong. She just has to. She's beating up fucking Sonya Deville on Friday. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how the creative is going to... It's not very flexible with what you can do with Charlotte compared to Bianca Belair. I think, honestly, the out of the... The matches that could have been considered, which one could have been Bianca versus Charlotte, one could have been Bianca versus Rhea, one could have been Charlotte versus Rhea. I think Charlotte versus Rhea is probably the least <laughs> uh, exciting match out of the bunch. I kind of wish it was a triple threat or something now. Um, because on one hand, I feel like I just I, I don't see it for Charlotte versus Rhea as it being this top notch match i mean we had it in 2021 in the thunderdome and we've seen what they can do um but to me it isn't like a top billing match considering the heel that Rhea has been coming and 
the environment she's infested on raw and the only person on raw who can kind of up, you know stand up to that um but on but in that same thought triple h loves rhea ripley he's loved rhea ripley for years she won a four she she won a war games four on two she became the sole survivor to survivor series in 2019 and then got nerfed by charlotte in in that that april and yeah 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 once she got up to the main roster and it was out of Triple H's control. <laughs> but he loves Rhea, and I think he wants to make Rhea just as big of a star as Bianca Belair without right. having to sacrifice Bianca Belair. Okay. However, I, I like the I you know what? I like that. I like I like what you just said there. However, you kind of do sacrifice Bianca Belair a little bit because the spot for her at WrestleMania isn't as big as the last two years or really as big as it would have been against Charlotte or Rhea Ripley. Are we really maximizing the potential of Bianca Belair in this moment? No. (laughs) And I'm, I'm fucking worried. I'm worried. I I'm, I'm lipo to the end of me. But it of feels course. like after the story, the, the Becky story ended, we're, we've just been kind of treading water. Because you know we were saying? like, okay, it's going to be Charlotte. <laughs> it fe- it's, and it felt like that. Or and Rhonda. Or, or Rhonda. Yeah, you're, you're right. And we've got a rain that needs some adversity. We've got a rain that needs something that Bianca can sink her teeth into. There's no doubt she's a star. She's a star with or without the belt. We know this already. But I want her to, I, I feel like, at this point, I would like I would be like, "Yo, Liv and Oscar would be would go crazy at WrestleMania if they want to do that. That would be a I, that'd be a crazy match. You know what I'm saying? Um, anything Liv does, I, I'm I'm paying attention to. With Bianca, you have your choices here, right? For for the uh the the women's elimination chamber, who's in there right now? Um, Raquel, Liv, Oscar, somebody, and, and possibly <laughs> um and possibly uh Dewdrop. There's only two more spots left. And we don't know who the last spot's going to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the last spot, whoever gets it, is going to be the one that wins it. The fact you got SmackDown women in it is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, that's nuts to me. I'm like, what? Nikki Cross. I was like, Nikki Cross? Okay. It can't be. <laughs> she's beating all of them, Meals. She's, she's beating beat- all of them. She's beating all of them. I don't mind if she runs something back, but it's like, is there enough time for that story to have something you can sink your teeth into? I'd be like, yo, fucking run Alexa back. They've done more in the last two months than she's done with any of these people. I agree. Like, it, it just doesn't make, like, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm worried that they're cutting their nose to spite their face right now. And, and that they're trying to make Rhea look strong. But in, in your point, not sacrificing it by pinning Bianca, but making Bianca kind of like secondary right now. She needs a big time Hollywood, big time match. You know what I'm saying? If if it is Ronda and she decides to come back and do that, all right, I'm a little I'm I'm a little cooler with that. I'm cool with that. Ronda's cool. I could I could deal with that. She better come with her A game, but I'm cool with it. But we thought that the two people we thought she was gonna face <laughs> are facing each other. How crazy is this? <laughs> That's crazy. It makes me wonder what the hell actually happened between Ronda, but this Ronda thing, yeah. yeah. Because to me, the plan was, the plan was, I feel like, was Becky versus Ronda. 
I can I can feel that was at least a plan for sure, which would have left all three other girls able to mix it, flex it, whatever, whatever combination of it could have been a triple threat. I would have applauded a triple threat. Charlotte mm-hmm. versus Rhea versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Sign mm-hmm. me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but Ronda's gone. No sign, not at the Rumble, not at anywhere. Just, and we haven't seen any reports about where she's gone or what she's doing or something along those lines. We haven't seen any reports on anything. Um, but the pivot to Charlotte, and not only just Charlotte, this is Charlotte as a face. So, I, it's I not peak say, Charlotte. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't peak Charlotte. I have been enjoying Charlotte as a face. I like I, Charlotte as a face. I think you got something here. Like, listen, you got something here with, with Rhea. You got something here with her as a as a heel and her wanting to wanting to right the wrong that Charlotte did to her in 2020. You got something as Charlotte as the as the cocky face right now that that that's for the people. I think what you got here, honestly, is giving Charlotte some adversity. But it's like, can can we pass a little bit of it around a little bit? She's beaten her so many different times. I'm like, what kind of adversity? Is-? They would have to build a lot. Like Charlotte would have to like, damn. I can't believe Charlotte has a cybernetic arm now. Can't believe well, they, <laughs> Ripley destroyed her arm. I think the idea of what they do here is say that now that she's got the Judgment Day, now that she's got some help, now that she's a little bit more sure of who she is, she's a lot more dangerous than she was in 2020. And I and again, I can I can I can vibe with that story, but I really feel like the story that you should have been telling is with the fucking Bianca, right? Like that's what we want to see. We want to see the future. You know what I mean? We want to see not even the future. We want to see Bianca and Charlotte. That's the one I thought we was getting it back to back to back, Mules, with the with the horsewomen. I thought we was getting it back to back to back. I thought we was gonna we was gonna run it that way. I I thought it would have been a great story. And they could have well, this is my pie in the sky booking. I'll leave it for another show. But I thought it would have been a great booking. Bianca Belair, Charlotte. That's money. Even if I mean, if Charlotte wins, it's not out of the realm that Charlotte wins that match either. Um, but if Bianca wins, big moment. Where, where do you go? She she will have been champion for a year. I think a couple day or two days after Mania this year. I think it'll be three sixty five. You know they're gonna. You know she's gonna lose when they start mentioning that because they haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but her versus, if I'm picking who she's gonna face at um, WrestleMania, I'm assuming it's Oscar. I'm assuming. No idea. I, I uh, new character Oscar. I can't see her getting pinned unless it's off some bullshit in that in the um in the chamber. I can't see it. And you and you see similar to what they did, like not including Sammy in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. They have not included Becky and or Bailey in this elimination chamber. Oh, so it's wow. clearly they're not even in the Wait. picture. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What if one of them gets added if they win next week? Who? Becky or Bailey. What if what if one of them gets added? Are they in a fatal four way? I don't think they are in any of the fatal four ways. I know, but whoever wins the cage match gets added. I mean, that would be hard, but they only two spots left. And they have two fatal four ways next week. There's two? Yeah, who's there who's is. Who's uh, they have announced. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. I Fifth thought it was spot. one. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, no, never mind. It's one. It's yeah, fine. it's just one. It's just one. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, what would the, the second one would have been what? Chelsea Green, <laughs> <laughs> Zayla Green, Zaylee. Shayna Baszler, 
Nah, I ain't believe in none of that shit. No, nah, I, I, I mean, they could potentially say, oh, whoever wins the cage match, they'll be automatically entered into the into that, which makes it interesting. I, my thought was that always that Bianca would probably lose in February, but it's like, it looks like Bianca not even working this February. Nah, she ain't working February or March, nigga. <laughs> again, you're leaving her all. You again, you're leaving her to kind of twiddle her thumbs for the next couple of weeks. I mean, she barely got anything to say this week. Hey y'all. <laughs> I won, nigga. <laughs> and, and then dipped. I am concerned about the women right now. I have no concerns about listen, the top two matches right now at WrestleMania, I feel like Roman and Cody are main eventing night two, and I feel like the Usos versus uh KO and Sami Zayn are, are main eventing night one. Period. You send the fans home happy. A tag match main event in WrestleMania will be big. Ladder match. WrestleMania one. Make it a ladder match. That's big enough. That that would be a crazy match to end that show off of a ladder match. I can't see with what it is right now. I can't see either like the for ladies sure, for sure. Bianca not not main eventing this year at all. Uh, Charlotte said. Charlotte said we had Stone Cold last year. There's no Stone Cold this year. <laughs> Give me my spot. <laughs> I want my match. I want my main event spot. That's what Charlotte's saying. Also, yeah, speaking of news, um, you know, Meltzer reported Stone Cold not having a match this year. He could show up, but he's not having a match. And obviously, The Rock is not having a match either. We knew The Rock wasn't going to have a match. I don't know yeah. why people were fooling themselves into thinking he was showing up. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and good for us for not having it. We don't need him to this. Him showing up would have just mucked everything up with yeah, what we've yeah. here. Absolutely. Anything else will happen on Raw that you were, were geeked about? Really good uh, main event. Uh, I think that I think that they're they're very clear on on what they're what they want to do and where they want to go with uh, Elimination Chamber and Smack and and, uh, and WrestleMania. Seems as though we're get seems as though Seth and Logan is pretty much confirmed at this point. Seth won't talk about it. Um, I continue to be kind of intrigued with where they're going with this Bobby Lashley thing because they're keeping Brock's name out there, but. Like I said earlier in the show, I have no like emotion towards another Brock and Bobby match. I I, just, I don't care. Like I, I want to see them move on. Does goofball named Rick Boogs return? Yeah. What's Nakamura <laughs> gonna do? I, I I'm weird. I'm I'm I feel strange about that too. It's like. You had a bunch of SmackDown people in 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 the women's one, but put Nakamura in the fucking elimination chamber for the U.S. title. And again, U.S. title chamber, nigga. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, come on, what are we doing? Come on, nigga. Yeah, what? There's three weeks to go, so I mean, I get it. Like we're we're they're they're basically. You know, but I mean, there's no second world title, so there's nothing they can do. Like, okay, well, this other world title can't get it. But like, I title. Do we, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm like, do we even need to have two? <laughs> No, because those are long ass matches too. But yeah, I was like, do we need to have two elimination chambers? Especially you're gonna do one for the U.S. title. Because remember, don't doesn't the elimination chamber not like start until? Oh, you or you can be no, eliminated. You, you can eliminate it. You can be eliminated beforehand. Okay. But still, it's like I don't think the U.S. title warrants this at all. I don't either. I mean, we'll see where where they haven't deconfirmed Cena yet, so that could still happen. You know what I mean? So, um. I mean, there, there, 
it, it's it's going to be a match. But Bobby, I'm like, whatever. He's a face again. And now MVP looks to be becoming a baby face, too. So we're going to probably have a baby face hurt business, which yeah, I guess so. which could be Black cool. History Month. Yeah, which could be cool. I thought I thought the matches worked really well last last night. Um, last night felt like a like an after show where they were giving a lot of people breaks, but it was still enjoyable with all the stuff they had in between. Had a lot of promo stuff on the show, which is which is odd and different for for Raw lately. Um, the Becky Bailey segment, Mills, spicy. They was talking about that shit, but I also love that you finally gave Becky an edge that I don't feel like she's had in a while, and and forcing her to do that match. Um. Bailey was wilding, yes, she was, uh, but I liked it. It was it was good, man. I I, I fuck with it. I think can, I could watch Candice and EO any night of the week. I, I think I've proven that. I think they've proven that. Uh, mm-hmm. And every time they face off against each other, they both get they both get cheers. And I and I think that that is something that's really important to continue to do is to give these women that are not Bailey, Becky level, Bianca level, keep giving them that mid card spot. And and I think yeah. it's cool that they actually have a mid card on Raw. So I like it. I like yeah. it. Um, I think that was. I think that was that pretty was, much it. Yeah, I don't really want to talk it. about anything else. Um, make sure you guys listen to the War Report this week. NXT Vengeance Day is this Saturday. Yes, right. It's Saturday yes, it or Sunday. Um, Saturday. I'm gonna name the matches really quick. Let me know if you're excited for it or not. Okay. Roxanne Perez versus Gigi Dolan versus J.C. Jane Triple Threat Match NXT Women's Championship. I'm in on it. I thought the segment last week was very good. Between those three. Um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Fallon Henley and Kiana James. I'll, it will be on in the background. <laughs> Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes, two out of three falls match. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. absolutely. I I, uh-huh. I have been a fan of what they're doing. these two are doing, and I think it's your bridge to get Carmelo to stop being a heel, is is to have this, this, uh, this feud. New Day. Versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly versus whoever wins the triple threat match between Chase University, Malik Blade, and Idris Inofe and the Diad. Um, it'll probably be yeah. the Diad. It'll probably be the Diad. And or I the think Diad, the Diad, sorry. I think the Diad will win the match. I think the, um, the New Day are needed elsewhere. But I think it's going to be good. I mean, they they're, they always kill it. I, I, I have no doubt in their, in their tag teams. They just need to have a direction. I'm high key um, thinking Chase University wins. Um, I just feel like they need another guy who's, uh, I don't know. No, I guess they don't. Um, but I just feel like Chase University wins. Um, the reason I don't feel like they're going to win is because the, the Duke factor is going to fuck them over here. Mm. You've been teasing Duke too much. Okay. Um, Wesley versus Dijak, North American Championship. This should be a banger times two. It should be. I am still not a fan of Dijak's character. I think it's very... Um, white nationalist it's very weird too much tan too Way yeah too much I, tan. exactly I, I feel like they, he always gives himself these gimmicks where like he might not be this type of guy but it like it makes him look like a complete idiot like he looks like a video game character it, it looks crazy he's from lunenburg massachusetts oh he might be one of those guys then mm, listen just had to do my research um main event braun baker braun baker braun breaker versus Grayson Waller steel cage match NXT championship. I would have been more well I'm excited for the match because of what they did in between this, but I feel like you could have got here without you could you could have you could have arrived here without making Braun look like a complete pussy at New Year's Evil. I thought he looked really terrible allowing that count out 
uh, victory to happen. Like, that's just not what a champion would have did. Um, I think they are running on a treadmill with him right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I I think this match will be good. I think Grayson Waller does show up in these big spots. Um, but I think we're ready to get to stand and deliver and finally have Braun kind of drop this title. The NXT, the, the, men's, the men's roster is literally being held up by him being champion for so long and him beating everyone. So um, I'm excited for the match. I think it'll be good. Braun Breaker is not really disappointing me in any main event thus far. But um, let's get to the next step for him. I agree. Um, so that'll be the card this Saturday. Make sure you guys tune into the War Report this week. They are always entertaining as they talk about NXT and AEW this week. I also think that, and I actually believe, I don't got confirmation, but I believe a rewriter's room return is looming. So make Ooh. sure you guys stay tuned on the feed. You guys dropped spot callers earlier this week. Talk about yes. it a little bit. Uh, we, we we were going to go violent, but then we decided to be uh, to do a tribute to Jay Briscoe. We reviewed Supercard of Honor 7, which uh, which kind of pinpoints a tumultuous time for ROH uh, after Jim Cornette got fired and how they were trying to get their groove back, so to speak, in 2013. So listen to everything that we talk about here and listen to us talk about how great Jay Briscoe was and why his title win on the show was so surprising and shocking to everyone at the time. Make sure you guys listen to that and subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash the A show RNC. If you have not already, we got a ton of content already in the back end. We got more exclusive content coming. We got more stuff down the pipeline that we're planning. If you guys want to join the Discord, trust me, it is a community that you want to be a part of. And it is also like some of the greatest people that you ever, <laughs> or, you know, yeah, some of the greatest people that you'll ever enjoy. So, um, I got nothing else, man. Take us out of here. All right. For meals, I am Justin. We're on the road to WrestleMania. So that means the shows are only going to get bigger and ours are only going to get bigger too. So make sure you tune in every single week to the A show. Thank you for listening this week. For meals, I'm Justin. See you guys next week. Peace.